Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Wellness Wednesday. I'm your host, Meredith Patterson. Today, we are talking about financial health. I haven't done a lot of Wellness Wednesdays about finances. I think I did once before, but it is such an important thing that we don't talk about enough. And I feel like, you know, at the end of the year, we're kind of thinking about what's been going on financially, or maybe you always are thinking about what's going on financially. And there is a mindset with this. There is so many things we can learn. So I am actually reading from an article that is says the five rules to improve your financial health. So I'm going to give you guys a little bit of, you know, of some tips on how to kind of check with your own personal finance. So the term personal finance refers to how you manage your money and plan for your future. And all your financial decisions and activities have an effect on your financial health. We are often guided by specific rules of thumb, such as don't buy a house that costs more than two and a half years worth of your income. Or you should always save at least 10% of your income towards retirement. Now, how many people actually do that is very few and far between. While many of these things are time-tested and helpful, it's important to consider what we should be doing in general to help improve our financial health and habits. So I'm going to discuss five broad personal financial rules that can help you, you know, get you on track to achieve specific financial goals. Now, my husband and I do what we call a money love date. And we actually, um, there's actually a really great money love course that I believe Kate Northrup, uh, yes, Kate Northrup does. And we love it. And it's something where we sit down every week. Um, and sometimes we miss some weeks. I'm not going to say we're perfect, but we sit down and we talk about money and we talk about where we are and we talk about what we need to do. And, and, and we go through, you know, important documents that we need to fill out and make sure that we have, you know, our, our insurance and our, all the things that we need for life. If anything was to happen to us, we have a living will and trust. We have all retirement set up. We have all of these things that we really talk about and we talk about it over, you know, a glass of wine and a candle. Like we make it like a date. So that's a really good plan to change your mindset of, uh, I got to sit down and talk about money. And it's no, the more that you treat your money with love and respect and happiness, the more that it comes at you. That's the law of attraction part of it, which I've done some wellness Wednesdays on law of attraction, but this is about paying attention, knowing what's going on with your personal finance, because you know what? It's often such an intimidating term that causes people to avoid talking about it, avoid planning, which can lead to bad decisions and poor outcomes. Think of your money as something that you're dating. Does that make sense? If you were to treat your money the way that you would treat, you know, somebody that you love, that's different. You really pay attention to it. You know exactly what it needs or what it's doing and where, where its pitfalls are and all that stuff. So take the time to budget your income versus your expenses so that you can spend within your means and manage your lifestyle expectations. And then aside from planning the future, start putting away money today for savings, retirement, emergency purposes, and even vacations. So number one, do the math. Net worth and personal budgets. Money comes in, money goes out. Pretty simple, right? But for many people, this is about as deep as their understanding gets when it comes to their personal finances. Rather than ignoring your finances and leaving them to chance, a bit of a number crunching can help you evaluate your current financial health and determine how to reach your short or long-term financial goals. So 
The starting point point is to calculate your net worth, the difference between what you owe and what you own, and calculate your net worth and, you know, start making a list of your assets, what you own, and your liabilities or what you owe. Then subtract the liabilities from the assets and arrive at your net worth figure. My husband and I love Mint. We use Mint. Uh, there's an app and there's also a website and we have all of our assets and all of our um, everything in Mint. And it's awesome because you can they, it calculates it for you and you can see everything and see where you are. But your net worth represents where you are financially at the moment and it's normal, you know, that the figure can fluctuate over time. But calculating that can be helpful but the real value comes from making this calculation on a regular basis. So we do this every week because my husband and I are independent contractors and our, our income is constantly changing. And so, you know, we, it's very hard. We're not a, a nine to five family. We are, we are a contract family and we have times of the year where we make a lot more money than we do at other times of the year. So we figure out how to spread it out over time and what we need to have in our savings account, in our high yield savings account, in our 401ks, Roth IRAs, all those things that you need to have. So there you go. So plan for expenses, reduce or eliminate expenses, save for future goals and spend wisely, plan for emergencies, prioritize spending and saving. Guys, I also love the website um, Becoming Minimalist because we don't, you know, my husband and I are really not people who are extravagant. Even this is really like something that I really believe. And when I become somebody who has a lot of money, I really want to continue to keep this mindset. We don't really just spend and buy stuff because we want, we want it. We go, do we need this? Is this something we need? Even our kids toys, we look at them and they're just, they don't play with half the stuff. So we go through every, you know, three months or so, the boys and I, and my husband, we go through everything and we go, what do we need? What do we want to, what do we want to keep? What do we want to give away? And we have tubs of, and bags of stuff that we give away and it feels good because then we go to the thrift store and we donate it and we know that it's going to go to someone who will see it on the rack and really need it and really need to take it home with them, if that makes sense. And it's a good habit to get into. So going into this, there's a lot of, I'm going to put this article, the link for this article for you guys to go through all these steps on uh, this Wellness Wednesday show notes, okay? So once, you know, you have figured out the math of what's coming in and what's coming out. Number two is to recognize and manage lifestyle inflation. So what does that mean? So as people advance in their careers and earn higher salaries, there tends to be a corresponding increase in spending, a phenomenon known as lifestyle inflation. So even though you might be able to pay your bills, lifestyle inflation, I love this term, can be damaging in the long run because it limits your ability to build wealth. Every extra dollar you spend now means less money later and during retirement and for those vacations. And you guys, a lot of people, and nobody really talks about money, but most people are living like outside of their means. They're they're living on credit. And for somebody like myself, in my book, you guys, this is not news, I filed bankruptcy because I was living on credit as well. I did that and I took a chance on myself. I took out actually business loans on myself via credit cards because when you're an actress, nobody's going to give you a business loan to launch your business. And if you want to do pilot season like I did, 
and you had, you know, no money really to invest in yourself, the investment is a credit card. And I thought, oh, I'm going to, this is going to pay off when I get that TV deal, which I got really close to getting a lot of massively life-changing deals that were like $250,000 contracts. So would you have done the same thing in your business? Probably. Do people do that in their business a lot? Yes. But some people, you know, they get into overspending on their credit cards because they want to buy a lot of shoes or whatever. And I'm not judging anyone. All I'm saying is that most people don't live within their means. Most people try to keep up with the Joneses. Wherever they are, they're trying to get that new car, that new house, that bigger house. That's where becoming minimalist is such a great, um, it's a great website to kind of check in and be like, why are you really needing this? And really kind of holistically going back to the basics as to like, why do I need more clothes? Why do I need in my mind? I need it, but really you wear 30% of the clothes you own. And that's another phenomenon and amazing experiment that this woman had done and I'm paraphrasing because I don't even know the exact name of the, the experiment, but I think it was she wore the same six outfits for a month. And I think she just kind of, she wore the same jeans or something like, and she kept moving around her top and her like, and she really wore only 30% of her clothing and nobody noticed you guys, nobody noticed, she said. And maybe it's that she's got really great friends who don't, you know, because I know some people who they'll look at your outfit and they'll be like, uh, what are you wearing? Like, you know, I've seen that in Los Angeles. I've seen that in New York. I've seen catty people who judge you by how you look and what you're wearing and the kind of brands that you have and stuff like that. And I just kind of would laugh and be like, uh, why are you asking me that? Like, you know, but keeping up with the Joneses is actually such a, a, a a thing that causes people to go into debt and overspend. So number three, recognize needs versus wants and spend mindfully. This is going back to the minimalist way of thinking. Unless you have an unlimited amount of money, and even when you do, guys, I have met some billionaires. I am billionaire clients. They literally don't spend the way that people who are not billionaires spend money sometimes. They really, you know, they might do extravagant things, but they have unlimited money. They have unlimited money. It is your best interest to be mindful of the difference between needs and wants so that you can make better spending choices. Needs are things that, you know, you have to have in order to survive. Food, shelter, healthcare, transportation, a reasonable amount of clothing, you know, conversely, wants are things that, you know, you would like to have, but that you don't require them for survival. And start saving early, you guys. I know that this is something that I was not really taught, you know, to build and maintain an emergency fund, all of these things. You guys, the bottom line, I could go on and on. And again, I have the link for this in the show notes. The bottom line is personal finance rules can be excellent tools for achieving financial success. Financial success is such a term, but it's important to consider the big picture and big and build habits to help you make a better financial choice, okay? And this is also something that your children are watching you do. And I know growing up in a household where money was, most people's households, there was a lot of fighting with money and there was a lack of money. We don't even tell our kids. Our kids actually think that we're millionaires, which is amazing because we don't really tell them 
how much money we have because when they ask us, well, how much money do we have? I said, well, what's, why, why is that important? Are you getting everything you need? Do you have clothes? Do you have food? Do you get toy, new toys at Christmas and new toys at your birthday? You know, we, we really try to teach them that money is, is freedom, but money isn't power over someone else because you have more money than someone else. That's not, that doesn't make you better than anyone else. So with personal finance, it's a big topic, you guys, but I'm really hoping that I kind of planted the seed as I try to do with every wellness Wednesday and have you then go and explore a little more, try a money love date with your spouse or your partner and, or with yourself, (laughs) you know, if you're just wanting to sit down with a glass of wine and look at your finances and be like, where am I? What's going on? What do I need to do better? It's a really good thing to do. Okay. I'm sending you love. Remember bliss is your birthright. You are meant to be blissful in this world and to thrive. And I'm sending you love wherever you are in the world. Thanks for listening.